3: Listen to it, Fizz. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold discomfort. Alka-Seltzer presents the
4: Quiz Kids. Well, there's the bell that calls our class to order Quiz Kids, and here's your first question. What United States president, if he were living today, would be very proud that his name is the same as a tribe of Indians?
3: If your thinking caps are well adjusted, friends, you can answer that question right off. But let's hear what the youngsters here in our classroom have to say. And here they are, the Quiz Kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. <clears throat>
4: Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Well, folks, we're mighty glad to have you with us to enjoy another fast-moving, competitive session with radio's famous quiz kids. And children, let's get started on our schoolwork right away. Here we go with roll call. Lonnie.
0: I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 12 years old and in the 8th grade at Lincoln Junior High School in Park Ridge, Illinois.
4: Patrick,
2: I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 11 years old in 7B at the Fort Dearborn School. Joel, I'm Joel Copperman. I'm 12 years old in 8th grade in the Bolsa School.
4: Rennie,
5: I'm Rennie Templeton. I'm 13 years old in 9th grade at U High.
4: Well, by the way, Rennie, that certainly is a nice story you and Joel wrote about your old Chief Quizzer in the current issue of Radio Mirror Magazine. Thanks a lot for all the nice things you said about me. But back to roll call. Uh, we're happy to welcome a newcomer to school, little Jerry.
2: Jerry King. I'm Jerry King, six years old. I go to St. Clair School, St. Clair, Missouri.
4: a boy, Jerry. You see, folks, Jerry came all the way from St. Louis to be with us today, and next week we're going to visit him. That's right. Next Sunday, we'll be calling class to order in the Opera House Auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri. This special broadcast of the Quiz Kids program will be a hospital benefit sponsored by the Order of Eastern Star. And, uh, well... We certainly expect to have a great time next Sunday in your hometown, Jerry. But now let's give our attention to the business at hand for this Sunday. We return to that first question from Nancy Philpon of Norman, Oklahoma. What United States president, if he were living today, would be very proud that his name is the same as a tribe of Indians? We have three hands up. Patrick's hand was first.
2: Well, that would be Glover Cleveland the Cleveland Indians.
4: That's absolutely right, Patty. Yes, sir, good boy. Good for you. That starts us off with the right answer, and for sending in that question, Alka-Seltzer sends Nancy Philpin of Norman, Oklahoma, a fine zenith transoceanic shortwave portable radio, the most outstanding portable on the market today. Now, that's always Alka-Seltzer's reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly. If they miss... Alka Seltzer sends you a big Zenith radio phonograph combination with the new Cobra tone arm, two FM bands, the whole works. And this set is a real beauty. So try your hand at stopping these youngsters, friends. Send your questions to Quiz Kids Chicago. At some time or another, I've read the story of Little Back uh, Sambo, but Mrs. M.R. Schreider of Corpus Christi, Texas. Wonders how many of you quiz kids could name the items that Sambo gave to the tigers in the order in which he gave them. Lonnie.
0: First, I think he gave his shirt, didn't he? And then his pants. And I know he gave his umbrella or first he gave his umbrella.
4: Well, no, now wait a minute. We're a little bit mixed up. Let's see. Little Jerry has his hand. All right, Jerry.
2: First, his shoes first. And then his umbrella. And then his pants, and then his shirt.
4: Well, you mean he gave him two shirts? Uh, well, now wait a minute. We're, we're still a little mixed up. We're, we went these in order in which he gave them, Renny. Wasn't it
5: his uh, his shirt first?
4: And no, then...
2: no, Joe. I think it was his umbrella first.
4: No, that no, is... no. I'm sorry, Pat.
2: I think he had a jacket, and he gave that first. Yeah,
4: and... the red uh, coat.
2: Yeah, and then the shirt.
4: No. No, <laughs> you, you've given me all of the items. The red coat was first, blue trousers, purple shoes, and green umbrella last. Now, there's also mention of a hat in one of the versions uh, in case uh, you kids brought that up. There are two versions. One mentions the hat, the other does not. Well, now that's, that's a miss. Yeah, and that means that uh, Mrs. M. R. Schreider of Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, wins a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer for sending in that question that you quiz kids couldn't answer. But don't uh, feel badly now. We can't get them all. Mrs. Harold G. Rakestraw of Winthrop, Washington, wants you children to try uh, this music question. Howard Peterson will play parts of three songs, and you are to tell what kind of plate each one suggests. Now, you must get two out of three on this. Here's the first one. All right, Howard. Patrick.
2: Well, that's come with me, Lucille, and my merry old m- mobile. So? That would be an automobile plate.
4: Uh, well, what uh, kind of a plate do you call that? Now, uh, 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 no coaching from the audience now. You have no license to do that, you know. I... <laughs> Patrick. The license. Blade. That's right, light this place, yes. Uh, all right, now let's see what we can get on this next one. Lonnie?
0: Well, that's the Trail of the Lonesome Pine.
4: Well, yes, so, uh, uh, but the, the real well, title of the song is what? Uh, well, Rennie?
5: It'd be the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia, so, and I believe that there is a Blue Ridge China, isn't there?
4: A Blue Ridge China?
5: Or well, blue plate
4: uh, specials they The blue have. plate special, yes <laughs> Yeah, now nah, you have something <laughs> All right, here's number three Patrick
2: Well, that's my old Kentucky home That'll be home plate in the baseball park
4: Home plate is right Now, maybe some of you listeners can beat the quiz kids at answering this question from Doris Green of Peoria, Illinois. You are to name five bodies of land, either islands or continents, through which the equator passes. Joe?
6: Well, there's South America. Yeah, there's that's one uh, continent. There's Africa.
4: That's two continents.
6: And there's Australia.
4: Well, let's, uh, let's have some. Uh, let's and there's New Zealand. Huh?
6: There's New Zealand.
4: No, now, Oh, New Guinea. Huh? New Guinea. No, no, I'm sorry. No.
0: Lonnie? Well, Australia and New Zealand, the uh, equator doesn't pass through, but there's that's four, right. There's Borneo. Borneo, there's one. There's, uh, well, there's some other islands of the Netherlands, Indies. There's, uh, let's see, Java, I think. Uh,
4: and Sumatra. No, I'm sorry, no. Sumatra. Sumatra, that's two. And
0: uh, I think the Hawaiian Islands have passed
4: through. No, no. Okay. no. Sorry, Rennie, What were you going to say? Well,
0: I can tell you some countries that passes through in the continents of Africa and
6: no. South America. Well,
4: no, we've we've named the two continents, Joe.
6: Uh, I think it passes through the Malay Peninsula.
4: No, so I'm sorry. Be... No, we have two islands and two continents. Oh, uh, we need one more island now. One more island that the equator passes through, Rennie?
5: Well, there's uh, there's uh, it passes through that whole group of islands around uh, Sumatra. There, the, the, uh, the uh, it passes through the whole archipelago. <coughs>
4: The what, honey?
5: It passes through the whole arpeggio there. I mean, there are uh, quite a few islands.
4: Well, uh, we're, we uh, we want the name of an island now. Uh, one more, and we've taken care of this very nicely. Joel? Valley. Valley? Uh, yeah. No.
6: Oh, Timor.
4: What'd you say? Timor. How do you spell it?
6: T-I-M-U-R.
4: No. No. Rennie.
0: T-I-M-O-R. <laughs>
4: It's getting to be a, a spell down here. Uh, Lonnie, what were you going to say? I
0: was going to say it's spelled T I M All
4: right, well, do we give up on this, uh, Joel? The Azores. Oh, kids. Oh, there are quite a few of them. Uh, we had Sumatra, Borneo, then there's Celebes, Beto, Linga, Waigo, uh, uh, Isabella, Tome, and Beto. Beto. Uh, uh, just quite a few of them there. Well, that's another miss. Oh, boy. Say, that means another big radio, yes, sirree? That means that uh, Doris Green of Peoria, Illinois, wins one of the big Zenith radio phonograph combinations for stopping your quiz kids. And now, here's a question for you listeners. Bob Murphy asks...
3: When you eat more than you should or when you eat uh, something that doesn't agree with you, what do you do? Maybe right now, after that big Sunday dinner, your stomach feels a little upset and uncomfortable. Well, just remember, you don't have to let that stuffy feeling of acid indigestion distress and spoil your day. Instead, do this. Get out your package of Alka-Seltzer. Drop one or two tablets into a glass of water, listen to it fizz, and then drink the pleasant-tasting, sparkling, bubbling solution this makes. Now you're all set. Yes, you're on your way to fast relief. Just see how soon Alka-Seltzer helps to ease the upset, jittery feeling in your stomach how effectively it acts to reduce excess gastric acidity. Yes, there's fast relief from acid indigestion in a glass of sparkling Alka-Seltzer. Make it a point never to be without Alka-Seltzer in your home. Get it at any drugstore, and when those tablets get down to four, that's the time to buy some more Alka-Seltzer.
4: Well, quiz kids, what can you do with this question from Mrs. Ruth A. Hearn of South Bend, Indiana? Judging by the names alone, what type of boats or ships might suit the following fictional characters? The first character is Moby Dick. What type of boat, Lonnie?
0: Well, it might be a well, a Moby boat. Isn't that a, a small boat, a small fishing boat?
4: A Moby boat? Yeah. I don't believe I ever heard of that kind of a boat, uh, uh, Lonnie. Patrick. Uh, that'd be a whaler. That's right, a whaler, yes, huh? Because Moby Dick was Was a
2: white whale.
4: Oh, that's right, uh huh. How about the Barber of Seville? What type of boat? The Barber of Seville, Lonnie He, he
0: that was Figaro, so that'd be a roll boat.
4: Figaro. Uh, fi- oh, now Lonnie, wait a minute. Oh, listen. <laughs> That's a very, very good answer. Uh, I I was thinking of uh, a clipper ship, the barber of (laughs) Seville. But yours was very much uh, nicer answer than mine. How about the third part here, Titania? What type of boat? Titania. Rennie? Well, didn't she
5: have a a small, uh, uh, just an uh, an excursion boat or something? I mean, a a very... uh...
4: Well, she had, didn't well, she
5: use a small uh, you a say walnut she.
4: shell? Now, uh, who do you mean by she? Oh, There was a, a
5: fairy,
4: Titania That's right, a fairy, Titania And uh,
5: uh, didn't she in so, uh, one store?
4: Uh, what one type st- boat? Joel?
5: Uh, well, she was a fairy, oh. so
6: she'd use a fairy boat A fairy boat, yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really? is covering up her face here now Because she practically said it there, didn't you, really? <laughs> well, that's the way things go, honey now, uh, you kids are to get three out of four on this question, and I'll bet a lollipop. All you kids listening in will have fun trying it, too. It's from Larry Wimp of Wichita, Kansas. What would you be doing in each of the following instances? What would you be doing if you were letting the cat die? Patrick.
2: Well, you'd be sitting in the swing, and, and uh, you keep letting it go and go and go and go back and forth, slower and slower until
7: it stops. Until it
4: stops, uh-huh. And if you were doing your fancies, what would you be doing if you were doing your fancies? Rennie. Um,
5: Isn't that when you jump rope, you try different, uh, I mean, you do different steps and all?
4: No. Jumping rope? No. Uh, Playing or doing your fancies.
0: Lonnie. Wouldn't that be doing what you want to do? Doing what you please?
4: You mean, no, no, uh, no. Uh, You give up on this one? Jerry, do you know what that would be? Don't you? Well, Um, I'm going to tell you kids. You would be playing jacks. That's what is meant. That's what uh, we kids say when we're doing our fancies, playing jacks. Now, uh, if you were doing the red hot pepper, what would you be doing? The red hot pepper. Lonnie.
0: Well, that, that would be jumping rope.
4: Jumping rope is correct, uh-huh. And uh, if you yelled eye drops, what would you be doing? Joel? Playing
6: marbles. Playing marbles. And marble. uh, you would want to uh, drop a uh, marble instead of shooting
0: yeah. on
6: a horizontal level. You would be, uh, trying to, uh, get it so you could, uh, shoot your marble from, uh, height above the enemy's marble and drop it, uh, vertically down on it.
4: Well, now, let me double-check with you. A little Jerry had his hand up shortly after you put your hand up. Jerry, what were you going to say, son?
2: I was going to say you, you were playing marbles.
4: Playing marbles, that's right. See, now, Joel, you're correct on that. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> it's hard to follow the leader series Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I only asked for three out of four, and you gave me three out of four. Now, here's a crossword puzzle in song from Ann Blanton of Richmond, Virginia. You will hear a medley of one-word song titles played by Howard Peterson, our organist. And this is the way the crossword puzzle works. Numbers one, two, and three, reading down, are the one-word song titles. And number one, reading across, is a boy's name. Let's listen to the medley. Patrick?
2: Well, the first song was Personality Yes? And the second one was Always Yeah? And, uh, I don't know what that third one was Third one, Lonnie? Temptation The boy's name is Pat
4: Pat P-A-T is right (laughs) This next question is a fanciful one From N.C. Wheeler River Forest, Illinois Kids If you had uh, inherited the titles of the following Shakespearean characters What title would you have? Uh, The first character is uh, Prospero Patrick Well, that'd be
2: the Duke of Moanne
4: That's right uh, what uh, plays? He part? was
2: in the Tempest.
4: The Tempest, correct. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And how about Leontes? Patrick. Well,
2: that'd be the King of Sicily in uh, much in uh, Winter's Tale. Winter's
4: Tale, correct. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Fortinbras. Rennie.
2: That'd be uh, King of Norway in
5: Hamlet.
4: uh, Prince of Norway. Prince, that's right, absolutely right, Uh uh-huh. Now, you quiz kids and our listeners as well ought to have some fun answering this question from C.O. Harper of San Diego, uh, California. I want you to show your originality in thinking of appropriate expressions that a photographer might give in reply to the question, How's business? What would he say if you said that to him? How's business, Joel? It's a snap. It's a snap. That's the idea, Joel. Rennie.
2: It's not developed yet.
4: Not developed yet. Good. Another good one, Patrick.
2: It's just beginning to click.
4: It's just beginning to click. Fine. Those were all good things. Holly Walker of Evanston, Illinois, I want you kids to name an example of each of the following types of musical instruments mentioned in the Bible, and in addition to that, you are to recall an incident in the Bible that refers to the instrument. You must try and get two out of three on this one. First, can you name a stringed instrument and recall an incident in the Bible when it is used? Lonnie. Well,
0: I can't recall an incident, but I'm... The lyre is mentioned in the Bible, and that's a stringed instrument.
4: Well, that's right, but you... Well,
0: I believe... In the Old Testament, there was a... Well, no, I, I don't quite remember. It seems to me there was something about a king playing a lyre in the Old Testament, but I can't...
4: Well, let's see. Now, we have some other hands up, Patrick.
0: Well, David
2: played the harp for the for King Saul. That's right. And and I say, I think there was uh, something about they had lutes and lyres and oh, viols. Yes.
4: yes, uh-huh. Yes, they they were stringed instruments. All right, what you give Joe. Uh, Joel?
2: And also, another thing for the
6: harp... Uh, The exiles in Babylon also, they were, I think, playing around with Todd.
4: Very good, Uh uh-huh. Now, can you name a wind instrument and recall an incident in the Bible when it is used? Lonnie.
0: Well, that's what Pat said. A lute is a wind instrument, and if there was something in Isaiah about lutes and lyres, I don't remember it, but... Are you
4: sure the lute is a wind instrument?
0: I'm quite sure. You blow on it.
4: Uh, Pat?
2: Well, the lute is a stringed instrument, and, uh... They used the horns when they blew down the walls of Jericho. They didn't blow them down with the horns, though. They just blew on them. Oh. And uh, when Gideon uh, uh, destroyed the Midianites, he had his men blow on horns and drop pitchers.
4: Well, the ancient lyre and lute uh, were like harps. Mm-hmm. So it says on my card here. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, how do, did we take care of the uh, the wind instrument there? Uh, oh, we did. Uh, wh- what did. What incident did you give me, uh, by the way? All right, Pat. I
2: gave you the Walls of Jericho. Uh, walls of
4: Jericho. Battle of Jericho, uh-huh. Now, this last one is a toughie. Can you name a percussion instrument and recall an incident in the Bible when it is used? Lonnie.
0: Well, I don't know, but I know that the woodwind wasn't taken care of because horns are brass instruments and they're not woodwinds. So that, couldn't, that wouldn't go for the woodwind instruments.
4: Well, I think if you check up on this, Lonnie, you, you'll find in those days that there's oh, a little different answer. were they
0: made answers, of
4: wood, see. then? L- Beg pardon?
0: Were they made of wood, then? Well, in sometimes
4: yes and sometimes no.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Evidently, I got out of that all right, Murphy, huh? <laughs> right. Uh, Pat? Wait.
2: I say again. They said they had lutes and lyres and viols, and they uh, said a a uh, tambouray too. A tambourine, too.
4: That a tambourine they, That's right, because I mean, that, that is a per- percussion. percussion instrument. Uh, what inst- uh, can you give me an incident? Well,
2: I think that was when the uh, when the Israelites were not paying any attention to the Lord, and they were.
4: Well, um, that isn't exactly clear to all of us, Pat. Can you think of another incident? Joe.
6: Well, this isn't on that subject, but I forget the name. It's one of these uh, little instruments that you shake it and it rings. And anyhow, uh, in the Bible, Delilah was supposed to uh, dance uh, 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 to the complement of this instrument.
4: You mean the castanet-like instrument? Yes. Is that what you're talking about? All right, fine. I'll accept that one. Very, very good. And now then, Bob Murphy looks like he has something to say. What's on your mind, Bob? Well, if you could read my mind,
3: Joe, you'd know that I'm thinking of foresight. Uh, Foresight, Mr. Murphy? Oh, yes.
7: As diametrically opposed to hindsight, or as we stated simply, the advantage of mental perception concurring at a future point in preference to... uh, uh... Not having thought of it in the first place.
3: Ah, well, something like that.
4: Oh, oh, yes,
7: uh, to be sure. Example to illustrate, foresight, Alka-Seltzer. Now, wait a minute. That's exactly what I had in mind. Uh, Because a headache in point of illustration gives you no forewarning. It can come along at any time of the day or night. But because of the foresight you have used, you are prepared to let Alka-Seltzer help you to the fast relief you want. We conclude, therefore, that foresight is better than no, hindsight...
3: Oh, no, look, look, look. You've said enough. You've proved your point. Just let me get a word in, won't you, please?
7: Well, what is it you wish to say, young man? That there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer? That it contains one of the world's best-known pain relievers
3: and... and... what's the name of that uh, pain reliever? Oh, uh, well, um... Uh, uh let me think uh, um... Uh... Yeah, when dissolved in a glass of Alka-Seltzer, it's sodium acetyl salicylate. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh-huh. And because it is a complete solution before you take it, Alka-Seltzer gets there fast. Gives fast relief from headache pain. Try it and see for yourself, friends. Yes, remember when headache causes grief, misery can be brief. Take Alka-Seltzer for relief. All right, Joe, uh, let's hear the next question from the Alka-Seltzer question box.
4: Well, here's an arithmetic problem that is much harder than it sounds, considering that Elsie Jacobs of Seattle, Washington wants you kids to work it in your heads. You are to add all the odd numbers from 5 to 65 inclusive. Joel? Well, that'll be uh, 60, 30, 31 times
6: uh, 35. That'll be 1050 plus 35, or 1085. 1085
4: is absolutely right. That was very quick, Joel. That was fine, too. You know, uh, folks, our six-year-old quiz kid, Jerry, little Jerry here, is interested in arithmetic, too. Uh, Joel, why don't you make up a question that would be good for a six-year-old, huh? Okay, Jerry.
6: How much is seven and six? Thirteen. Very good for a child your
4: age. Oh, well, now well. <laughs> I'm going to
6: ask uh, Joel,
4: you... Joel, excuse me, son, I... I think that one was a little bit too easy. Uh, Let's try Jerry on one a little harder, huh?
6: Okay. What's uh, 42 and 36? 78. Excellent.
4: (laughs) Well, now, that was fine for a six-year-old. Yes, sir. And just for fun, I'd like to try one still harder. Uh, Jerry, I... I wonder if you could add two three-digit numbers in your head. Say, uh, try to add uh, 340 plus 225. What's the total Uh, sum? 340 plus 225. uh, 565. 565 is right! That was very, very good, Jerry. I'm very proud of you. Now then, friends, we have a guest observer on our Quiz Kids program today. He is the new executive secretary of the American Library Association and has spent over 10 years in the library profession with several of our large universities and the United States Office of Education. As executive secretary of the American Library Association, he represents over 18,000 members from all types of libraries. It's my pleasure now to present... John Mackenzie Corey.
1: Thank you, Mr. Kelly. It is a wonderful experience for me to see and hear the Quiz Kids in action, and I think your sponsor, the Miles Laboratories, certainly deserves credit for presenting this splendid program. Obviously, the Quiz Kids Quiz Kids have had the finest school and library resources available to them. This fact is also brought out clearly by that collection of their favorite stories, the Quiz Kids Book published by Viking, and I know they find books a chief source of information. But I wonder if we all realize how many boys and girls do not have the chance to use books freely. For instance, in America today, 70 million people, almost half our population, do not have adequate public library service. Many of these are children, and it is a tragedy to deprive them of their right to the adventure of learning from good books. Like the quiz kids, the naturally curious youngster wants a chance to find out about the things that interest him. And when that interest is awakened, good librarians supply the printed materials, films, and recordings, which will stimulate and encourage him in learning. The American Library Association and its thousands of members all over the country are constantly striving to secure the kind of library service which the children deserve. But that responsibility must be shared. Every parent, every citizen, is needed in the effort to extend and improve library service. The reach of a library which meets the needs Of his growing, eager mind, the job is not finished.
4: Thank you, Mr. Corey. We're happy to have you with us here in school this afternoon. And now back to our questions, uh, kids. See what you can do with this one. This question is from Raymond Mason of Atlanta, Georgia. If you were a sports writer... I wanted to get up a condensed column of brief facts on the spur of the moment about the World Series up to the present time, what records and items of special interest could you immediately call to mind? Uh, Jerry? Uh. Talk right up, son. I had
5: some in
4: my mind, but I forgot where... Oh, did you? Well, now look, now I'll tell you what we'll do. You just keep on thinking, try to remember, and we'll ask uh, some of the other kids. Rennie?
5: Well, I don't know if you want it because uh, of this game. Well, anyway, the number of uh, number of hits each team had, the uh, uh, the and the hitting uh, the percentage of each team and the percentages uh, uh, won and lost. Well, what are they though, Rennie? Well, bef- uh, do you want them before today's game? Well,
4: no, uh, in, well, too, in including today's game.
5: Although I don't know. I didn't get here until t- uh, I didn't get here when uh, before today's game was over. Before today's game, both teams had 44 hits.
4: Oh, oh I see. Well, and, all right. Uh, Go ahead. Well,
5: I know that, uh, however, that the Braves won today, so that means that the Braves have won two, and the the Indians have won three.
4: Well, I'm afraid our time's up. Jerry, did you think of something, son, you were going to say? No. You just uh, couldn't think. Well, that's that's the way it goes sometimes. There's the old school bell, and it's time to ask the judges to total the scores. While they're busy doing that, let's listen to this important message about one-a-day brand vitamins. Don't take chances.
3: Are you sure you are getting all the essential vitamins you need from the food you eat? Remember this. Government surveys show that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins. Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Lack of vitamins in your food can cause you to feel under par and run down. So take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins, 60 capsules, two months supply, only $2 at any drugstore. Potency guaranteed by Miles Laboratories. Lack of vitamins in your food can keep you from feeling your best and looking your best. You can't afford to take chances. Take one-a-day brand, multiple vitamin capsules.
4: All right now, children, here's the report on your schoolwork this afternoon. Remember, your age is taken into consideration in determining your score as well as the number of correct answers you gave. And whether you win or lose in today's battle of brains, Al Caselser will give each of you a $100 security bond to help you with your future education. As a class, you missed two questions this afternoon. The judges say that Patrick is first, Joel second, and Lonnie third. Uh, That means you three will be back in school two weeks from today with little five-year-old Melvin Miles. Now, next Sunday, as I told you earlier, we'll be doing our broadcast from St. Louis, Missouri, for the Malcolm Bliss Hospital. On hand for this special occasion, we'll have Rochelle Liebling, Lonnie Lundy, Patrick Condon, Joel Copperman, and a native son upholding the honors of St. Louis, six-year-old Jerry King, whom we had on our program today, and I'm sure he's going to feel a little more at home at the mic next Sunday. We hope you'll all plan to be with us next week, and friends, if your community fund volunteer worker calls on you between now and then, remember, your contribution helps support 192 red feather services for a whole year. So Give and giving up. And now this is Joe Kelly dismissing the Quiz Kids until next Sunday. Goodbye, kids.
0: Goodbye, Mr. Kelly.
3: (laughs) Listen to the Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking.